This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. The Freedom From Religion Foundation has issues with Alabama and prayer once again. The group is based out of Wisconsin, and they have quickly fired off letters to two colleges as well as the governor about a recent praise and worship event that was held at Auburn University and staff prayers that are held at Sneed State Community College. The letters say that religion is being forced on people in these situations. Governor Ivey has quickly responded to those letters, essentially telling the group to go pound sand. Those are my words, not hers saying that the facts detailed out in the letters all involved adults interacting with each other with no threats or adverse consequences if they did not comply. Congressman Robert Adderholt and U.S. Senators Katie Britt and Tommy Tuberville are backing up the governor. Britt says this is a concerted effort by left-wing groups to get Americans to turn away from God. Britt also applauded the governor for her strong stand and the reports of students coming to faith in Christ at Auburn University of their own free will. Senator Tuberville put on social media that he's happy the state is being criticized for being overly prayerful. Alabama Secretary of State Wes Allen is making two more announcements after revealing last week a new voter registration database that is completely constructed here in the state of Alabama. That database is called AVID. Allen is now making the decision to end the Voter for Alabama mobile phone app, which was set up by former Secretary of State John Merrill. Allen says that the app was sending Alabamians to myinfo.alabama.votes.gov, which is a website, to proceed further with registration. And he says rather than spend more money on maintaining the app, it's just better to move the voters to the website and be efficient. Also, Allen confirmed that any photo ID issued through the Biden administration to illegal immigrants will not be able to be used to vote in an Alabama election. Allen said that only legal American Alabamian citizens are allowed to vote in state elections, and those ID cards issued by the Immigration and Customs Enforcement Agency will not be considered valid ID. Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall is talking about the prospects of U.S. Space Command coming to Alabama in the future. Marshall recently was on the 1819 News podcast with 1819 News CEO Brian Dawson. A general who seemingly was the single advocate who went to the president to be able to change his mind— Despite the fact you had multiple reviews that that Alabama was first and Colorado Springs was last of the five, that becomes that person that the president supposedly listens to and then has a million-plus purchase of land and a ranch, which happens to be in that location during the tenure in which he's over Space Command. Come on. Yeah. I mean— I mean, you don't have to be yeah. really, really into yeah. need to be Eddie law Curran. enforcement. I mean, <laughs> we call that a clue. Yeah. And the fact that the, you know, sort of the, the government watchdog on this, yeah. you know, that should be the General Accounting Agency, the fact that they've now agreed to open an investigation to look at it, I think that's important. And I yeah. commend, uh, you know, Congressman Rogers for saying he's willing to put people under oath because that's really what, what I want to see Yeah, is somebody under oath, be able to number one, respond to the legitimate questions that exist long before we find out about the ranch, but then to be able to say to that general, did you ever disclose that? Did you ever reveal that you had a significant financial investment in Colorado, which would cause you to want to be able to stay there? Yeah. And I think that's a question the public needs to be able to hear. Marshall spoke on various issues for another 45 minutes with Brian. You can find that podcast at 1819news.com under the podcast tab. An Alabama group of poultry farmers headed to Washington, D.C. to have input into the farm bill. 
The Alabama Contract Poultry Growers Association are supporting the Opportunities for Fairness in Farming Act, but they are opposed to the Ending Agricultural Trade Suppression Act. This Alabama group, along with other farm groups from other states, believe that the EATS Act is supported by China and is an attempt to take over American agriculture by stripping states of their local farming laws. They say that would open the door for foreign entities like China to move in on the market with zero oversight. Consumer safety advocates, as well as animal rights organizations, are also opposed to the EATS Act and what could be the ultimate outcome if such a law was passed. The SWAT team in Mobile is wrapping up a three-month drug sting operation with a haul of illegal drugs, according to Fox 10 TV News. Operation Camp Cleanout focused on street-level drug dealers in two different neighborhoods in the area. That's where drugs are put out in the open. They're left hanging from trees or on outdoor equipment. And as a result, police were able to seize 82 grams of cocaine, along with other drugs like crack, marijuana, Xanax, and oxycodone. 33 people were arrested as a result of this sting operation, with a total of 60 charges being issued. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, a federal court out of Louisiana rejects a bid from the Biden administration to add further restrictions to oil and gas leases in the Gulf of Mexico. Plaintiffs from the state of Louisiana and the American Petroleum Institute, as well as Chevron and Shell companies, petitioned the court to issue this injunction after the Bureau of Ocean Energy Management sought to restrict the sale of a lease that covers millions of acres across the Gulf of Mexico. Judge James Kane determined that the sale must go forward at the end of September, as previously planned, without any last-minute changes and restrictions put on the oil and gas vessels used in the operations, as well as their speeds that are conducted in the area, which the Biden administration was seeking to do when it comes to the rice whale species being in those parts that have fallen under the Endangered Species Act. The judge says that the plaintiffs showed substantial potential cost burden to their operation if the regulations were put in place. And the judge also wrote that the Biden administration appears to be weaponizing the Endangered Species Act as a means of more restrictions on offshore drilling. There are more Venezuelans on the way to the U.S.-Mexico border. The country of Mexico stopped its northbound trains for a few days but have since resumed. This led to a massive influx of roughly 7,000 Venezuelans fleeing that country last week. They all entered the U.S. illegally at Eagle Pass, Texas. The trains have since resumed movement and more are on board headed north at least 5,000. In light of this soft invasion occurring at the U.S.-Mexico border, Democratic presidential candidate Robert Kennedy Jr. held a press conference in Austin, Texas this past Sunday, in which he urged Democrats and Republicans to unify now in solving this problem and not wait to make it a 2024 election issue. RFK Jr. said the influx of illegals is a humanitarian crisis that is dooming many to drug and human trafficking cartels in order to just survive. He said that since Joe Biden has become president, at least 7 million illegal immigrants have crossed the borders and Mexican cartels are now driving U.S. border policy rather than Biden. RFK Jr. vowed to make the border impenetrable if he's voted in as president. On the Republican side, there is a fight continuing amongst hardcore conservatives and the middle-of-the-road Republicans when it comes to the spending bills and looming government shutdowns at the end of this month. Tennessee Congressman Tim Burchett went on CNN this past Sunday saying that he would support the removal of House Speaker Kevin McCarthy from his position if McCarthy does not stick to agreements that were made when he was put in that position at the start of 2023. Every year we do this, the temporary. We say, let's, and, and the latest strategy is to say, let's not call it a continued resolution. The American public won't know it. That's ridiculous. Or they say, let's pass the CR, continued resolution, so that we can, pa- so that we can stop passing CRs. That's like telling a crack addict, we're going to give you more crack to keep you off a of crack. It doesn't work, ma'am. Tell them to, to pass a budget. 
And while Burchett was leaving Washington, D.C. for the weekend, he posted on his Twitter account a video as he walked down the airport terminal. Hopefully when we come back Tuesday, we'll have a better plan. Bottom line is we're going to take in about $5 trillion. And by conservative estimates, we'll spend over $7 trillion. That is not sustainable by anybody's model. And we are going to collapse. We were $32 trillion in debt. Now we're $33 trillion in debt. We can do much better. So hopefully we'll avoid the shutdown in the process of get back on a firm fiscal foundation. Thank you all for sending me here. The Mayo Clinic has made changes to its medical description on its official website. The Mayo Clinic now admits that hydroxychloroquine can be used to treat coronaviruses in certain hospitalized patients. Hydroxychloroquine has famously been used to treat malaria across the globe. Before admitting that hydroxychloroquine works for COVID, the Mayo Clinic simply referred to hydroxychloroquine as a malaria drug and referred to the Food and Drug Administration withdrawing their authorization for hydroxychloroquine to be used to treat COVID-19. While Donald Trump was president, he revealed to the media that he was taking it, causing much consternation and surprise by the media. The frontline workers, many, many are taking it. I happen to be taking it. I happen to be taking it. Hydroxychloroquine? I'm taking it. Hydroxychloroquine. Right now, yeah. A couple of weeks ago, I started taking it. Because I think it's good. I've heard a lot of good stories. And if it's not good, I'll tell you right, I'm not going to get hurt by it. It's been around for 40 years for malaria, for lupus, for other things. I take it. Frontline workers take it. A lot of doctors take it. Excuse me. A lot of doctors take it. I take it. As a result of this latest change by Mayo Clinic, former Trump administration secretary of trade Pete Navarro took to social media to say that when he was at the White House, he had a million tablets of hydroxychloroquine within his possession that could have been sent out to save thousands of lives in the U.S., but he says the media crusaded against it and beat up Donald Trump for using it. Navarro went on to say that this amounts to negligent homicide at minimum when it comes to the media and that the FDA should be implicated in hydroxy suppression. Well, have you heard some people around you bring up the idea that the global elites trying to rule the world are also satanic pedophiles? And have you also thought that was maybe a bridge too far? Well, you might want to rethink that position. The president of Ukraine has just appointed Marina Abramovich to be ambassador for the country of Ukraine. Abramovich is a blatant satanic witch. She is connected to another global elite, Jacob Rothschild. The two are photographed together in front of a painting that is titled Satan Summoning His Legions. Abramovich is known for her promotion of spirit cooking, something I don't recommend that you look up at all. And if you do, don't do it while you're eating lunch. Spirit cooking was something that put a lot of people on a research mode because it was found in the terminology of the WikiLeaks emails between Hillary Clinton and John Podesta, both of which took part in it. Abramovich seems to get away with her satanic corruption under the label of art and has even been promoted by the likes of Bill Gates. It is not art, and it's not safe for child or adult consumption. It's just as vile, if not more, of the art collection that is owned by two brothers, Tony and John Podesta, one of which was the campaign manager for Hillary Clinton. Are you connecting the dots yet? Meanwhile, just a few days ago, Joe Biden pledged another bunch of billions of dollars to the country of Ukraine, bringing it well past $100 billion of U.S. taxpayer money that will ultimately go to support the salary of Abramovich, the satanic witch, as she takes her role as ambassador. And since we're going down this rabbit hole, we might as well go all the way. The Biden family owned and may still own property on a Caribbean island called Water Island. Water Island is next door to the Jeffrey Epstein Island. Well, you can't say the news was in any way mundane, despite the... Messy voice behind it. I appreciate you listening. I'll get over this cold soon.
You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of The Daily Detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. You can visit 1819news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 